Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Chris sent me a note that said, Steve, interesting story about car titles. And car titles often pop up in the news. And so here we go. Fox4KC.com reports. KCK man awaits two years for car title and is now seeking compensation. Uh, Brianna Lanham and Linda Wager wrote this. And uh, the man purchased a car for about $3,700 from an auto sales place in East Kansas City. And uh, he never believed or realized how long it was going to take him to get the actual title to the car. And I've talked about this before. Most states will issue you a piece of paper, a document that says certificate of title or something like that. And so a lot of people refer to that as the title. But legally speaking, when you buy something and you own it, you own it, and the title vests in you. The piece of paper is evidence of ownership or evidence of title. So, for instance, if this man buys the car and doesn't get the title, he still owns the car. Now, the paperwork might not reflect that. The state might not know that. But he still legally owns that car. And likewise, if you buy a car and they give you the title and you drive home and you lost the title on your way home, he still owns the car. He's got to go replace the title. So... Keep that in mind, but this guy here waited two years to get his title. Meanwhile, two years later, still waiting. So he said, almost $4,000, the most money I've ever spent on any vehicle I've ever bought. So it's not exactly the most expensive vehicle out there, but the guy spent four grand almost on a car, and he hasn't got the title. And when you buy the car, you're supposed to get the title. Most states have got rules and laws on this. And licensed dealerships, by the way, have got to do this. And if you ever buy a car and you don't get a title from the dealership, call the state, the DMV, Secretary of State's office, whatever you've got in your state, and say, I just bought a car, they didn't give me the title. They'll jump on that. And the reason they'll jump on that is they didn't submit the paperwork to the state, the taxes weren't paid. State wants their tax money, but dealership's doing this, they're probably not paying your taxes. They'll jump on this like a loose ball in the end zone. The man lives in Kansas City, Kansas. He purchased the vehicle from the dealership in July of 2020. And he said that he was initially pretty proud of this. He saved up his money and bought himself a car. Just a month after purchase, the transmission went out. The car became undrivable. And so now the vehicle has sunk several inches into the mud sitting in his yard. And it's been there for two years. And by the way, it's a 2008 Ford Explorer. (laughs) I only mention it because I like Ford Explorers. I currently own two. I've got an 02 and a 19. He wants to sell the car, and he could sell it for scrap, but he can't until he gets the title. And that's the problem. A reputable salvage yard won't take a vehicle in on your word that it's your car. And likewise, they'll get in trouble with the law because scrap yards are also licensed. They don't want stolen cars getting scrapped, and the state doesn't want that to happen. So Missouri law requires car sellers to provide customers with a car title upon the day of purchase. The only exception to the requirement is if the seller has an agreement with a customer in writing, which gives the seller 30 days to provide the title. Okay? After the 30-day limit, if the car seller has still failed to provide a customer with the title, Missouri law states the customer is entitled to a full refund. So on day 31, if this guy wanted to, he could drag the car back to the dealer, unhooked it, and said, dude, there's your car. I want my money. You and I both know he probably wouldn't have gotten his money, though, the way these things are going. 
The man said he initially gave up on getting the title after visiting the dealership at least four times, and the owner eventually said he didn't remember selling him the vehicle and had probably lost the title. And again, you contact the state, because the state keeps records, and the state will show who owned the car before you. And if the car passed through the dealership, there should be records of this. He said, it broke my heart. It really did. Like I said, it was the best vehicle I'd ever bought myself. Now, the TV station's got a program called Problem Solvers. And they wanted to help the man get his overdue title. So they visited the owner at the dealership and asked the owner about this man's title. There was a heated exchange. (laughs) And the dealer said he needed the bill of sale to prove that the man had purchased the car from him. I've mentioned before, dealerships are required to maintain paperwork for the state. And if Missouri doesn't require it, they ought to. Because in Michigan, dealerships in many states are required to keep a thing called a police book. I've mentioned it before. Police book is the inventory book for every car on your lot. When a car enters your inventory, it gets entered into the police book. When you sell it, it gets entered out of the police book, for lack of a better word. But you indicate the day you got it in, the day you got it out, what you sold it for, and so on. And that's all in this ledger. It's in a ledger. By the way, it can be kept on a computer, but the old school thing is an old ledger type book. So if I know roughly when I bought a car from you and you're a car dealer, I can walk in and say, here's the date I bought the car from you. You go, I don't remember selling you a car. Open up your police book, knucklehead, and take a look. You'll find the 08 Ford Explorer you sold. It's in there. And if it's not, you got bigger problems because I'm about to go call the state. During the heated exchange, he said he needed more information, a bill of sale. And he says that um, without that, he can't help him. And the man who bought the truck says he doesn't have the paperwork, but he does have some documentation. So problem solvers provided the dealership with a copy of the temporary tag, which lists the dealership as the selling dealer. And it also shows um, that they got... The man's banking statement, which shows proof of payment to the dealership on a particular day. And the dealership said that wasn't enough. (laughs) He said, I need the damn paperwork. I need to see what date he purchased the car. Because, you know, that temporary plate would not give you a hint. Nor would that bank statement showing the date that the transaction took place. He needs to know more information about the date he purchased the car. So the man at the dealership, says they never sell cars without giving the customer their title. But then, while visiting a dealership, Fox 4 TV station spoke with another customer who had come in to complain that he hadn't received a title. (laughs) Now, that's embarrassing. It's never happened before, and then it happens on camera. Meanwhile, a consumer law attorney at the Brown Law Firm named Bernard Brown said that the dealership's business strategy is offensive. It sounds like preying upon somebody who really was in a weak position, he said. He said, any car dealer who fails to provide a customer with their car title in 30 days is in violation of the law. You want nothing to do with the transaction at that point, he said. Two hours after leaving the dealership, problem solvers received a call from the dealer claiming he had located the lost title and that he could go pick it up from the car lot. So somehow he found the title. He had it the whole time? That's bizarre. But the attorney points out that at this point in time, the dealership could be legally obligated to 
give the man his money back and take the vehicle back because he didn't provide the title in 30 days. Brown said the Missouri Attorney General should be investigating cases like this. Oh, <laughs> I'm not making fun of the attorney. I'm just pointing out the attorney has just said exactly what I'm saying. And I'll admit, I'm speaking from Michigan. So once in a while, I'll be talking about this stuff and someone will contact me from some state out there and say, Steve, our state doesn't do that. And I'll say, oh, okay, that's too bad. Because in our state, they do. And something like this would not happen. But occasionally you hear about these renegade car dealerships that just started selling cars. They didn't bother getting the dealer manual, didn't bother reading about the law, just started selling cars. And uh, they start breaking the law and bad things happen. So the attorney says, do something. Meanwhile, the man who bought the car said he's talking to an attorney, considering his options. He did report the dealer to the Department of Revenue and is eager to get the situation resolved. So the Department of Revenue is the people. <laughs> They're the ones. Because if this title was never processed and all he got was a temporary plate, you wonder if the state got their sales tax. It's just a question I would ask. In the meantime, the vehicle remains stuck in the mud. Tires slowly sinking into the earth each day he goes without the car title. And the man says, I feel so taken advantage of. And apparently the transmission went bad in that Explorer, and that's too bad. I love Explorers. I've, I've, I've had a whole bunch, and I currently own two. So somebody might see Steve right now. You own a bunch, because two could be considered a bunch of Explorers. But uh, yeah, when you buy a vehicle, most car dealerships, and again, I'm just telling you, People say, Steve, you rip on police, you rip on car dealers. Most car dealers follow the law. Most of them do. I've dealt with thousands of lawsuits in my career involving car dealerships. Thousands. Not hundreds, thousands. And in most of those lawsuits, the dealerships did their paperwork properly. They're not being sued by me for bad paperwork. Now, I've sued a couple for bad paperwork, but it's so unusual. And, and I've used the term before. It's like a trap for the stupid. Because if you read the dealer manual, which is free online, you can read it for fun. Okay. It explains how a police book works and it explains the inventory that you must keep track of. And so a vehicle comes into your inventory, gets entered in the police book. And when you sell it, you make a note and it leaves your inventory. So that means that at any moment in time, a snapshot of your police book should be a snapshot of your inventory. So a person from the state can walk in and say, I'm here from the state. I've decided to come in and check your inventory. Let me see your police book. And from what I can tell, 99.99% of the time, the police books match up perfectly with the inventory. If they don't match up, the investigator says, how come... There is a car in your police book. It's not on your lot. Where is it? Now, if it's not on the lot, there are ways that, that can be legally done if it's someplace else, being stored, for instance, or being worked on. But that should be noted in the book. But if it's not, they're going to go, okay, that makes sense. Prove to us that what you're telling us is true, and that'll be okay. But three or four cars are gone. Oops, we sold those last week. We sold those last week. Sorry. The state's going to look at you and go, okay, this person's robbing Peter to pay Paul. They sold a car last week, didn't want to pay us our taxes, so they sold another car, hoping that that car's profits would allow them to pay taxes on both cars, and so on. And dealerships wind up in that death spiral, and the state wants to cash that early for fear that as it gets worse, they're going to be out the money 
because you can't squeeze blood from a stone, as they say. So that's what's going on with respect to the paperwork at dealerships, most of which is done perfectly, flawlessly well in all of my experience. But the ones who do it wrong, it is so easy to catch that I am willing to bet you money that if it hasn't happened yet, it'll happen soon. But investigators from the state are going to show up at this guy's dealership and go, let's talk about your inventory for the last couple months. Vehicles you've had in your vehicles you've sold and when they went, you know, where they went to and how much they sold for. Let's go over that for a little bit, shall we? Break out your police book. Let's take a look. And they'll do that. And I bet it'll be entertaining. <laughs> so Fox4KC.com ran the story. Chris sent it. Thanks a lot. KCK man waits two years for car title seeking compensation. He did just get the title apparently, but it's been so long he doesn't have to take it if he doesn't want to. He can demand his money back. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. We're talking away. I don't know what to say. I'll say it anyway.